2: It's not human
1: intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should?
0: Hey everybody, Dan here, giving you a heads up for this episode. I am recording in my office, so I will sound a little bit different, and you may hear dogs barking in the background because we have a puppy visiting, it's madness and chaos and furry slobbery love all over the house. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Anyway, work has been absolutely nuts lately, and I've been putting in 10 to 14 hour days throughout the week. I also had a bit of a work emergency uh, when we were supposed to record last week, so we didn't end up recording a regular episode of The Godless Revolution. But as luck would have it, the good news is that some old friends of the show, J.M. Bell and J.C. Carter, were looking for a guest to fill a spot and record an episode of The Left Show with them on Sunday before the Super Bowl and I was lucky enough to chat with them for a while. And because we didn't record an episode of The Godless Revolution, this seemed like the perfect opportunity to introduce new listeners and others who haven't heard of it yet to the awesomeness that is The Left Show by cross-posting their show to our feed this week. You're welcome. I always have a great time talking with JM and JC, and I'm sure you all will have a great time listening to us break down a variety of political news stories over the last week, uh, you can find The Left Show in all the podcast places, and if you're able, I encourage you to throw some love their way through donations of cash money. I've put links in the show notes for this episode to make it easy for you, so do it. Do it now! Anyway, I hope you're all doing well, I hope you've had a good week, and we'll be back with a regular episode of The Godless Revolution next week. So without any further ado, here's the show.
3: The left show is not intended for youngsters. It's not intended for the sensitive. It's certainly not intended for right-wingers. Use your own discretion. Awful swearing.
1: The network children ask for by name.
0: The Defenestric Media Network.
2: The world's greatest podcast network.
1: It's Monday
0: in America, and you are listening to the world's greatest political podcast, J.M. Bell's The Left Show.
1: You
3: know who the best looking person sitting up there was? Who was it with the cowboy hat? No, J.M. Bell. J.M. Bell. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that is.
0: He hosts a podcast.
3: Hey, is it Monday in America already? It is. I'm trying, I, I am never going to give up trying to make that a thing. God damn it. Um, anyway, uh, oh, big news this week. Big news. Uh, we have a huge, uh, popular, good-looking, rugged, manly, bearded uh, special guest. Um, of course, uh, joining me as always, J.C. Carter from the World's Greatest Comic Book Podcast. That's right. You can get that every Tuesday at thecomicbookpodcast.com. And then um, and then we've got Dan Ellis, yeah, Dan Ellis from the Godless Revolution podcast, which d- d- when you popped up and said that you were available this week, thank you for bailing me out, by the way.
0: <laughs> You're um, very welcome. I thought you were talking about JC this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, uh, it, it's we haven't cross pollinated in quite a while.
0: It has it, been a really long time, man. Way too long.
1: Way too long. I think uh, might have, the last time might have been a a remote we did, where we cross pollinated.
0: I think so. It's been and it,
1: and it was around Christmas years. time because I remember you wearing the lights in your beard. So, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't. I I mean, I know you came to the basement, but that was a while ago that we even had the basement. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, a very long time. Way too long. I'm glad to be back on the show. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being had.
3: Um, no, I'm delighted. So, okay, give me the give me all the details again on, on God's Revolution, which is, again, my favorite atheist-based podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, we've been around for, gosh, we're in our eighth season currently. We'll be starting our ninth mm-hmm. season in April. Uh, you can find us in all the places. I believe we're everywhere, everywhere that I can think of, anyway, that anybody is listening to their podcasts. It's Godless Revolution. It's a portmanteau between between Revolution and Rebel. You know Mm -hmm. how that goes. Uh, Yeah, we're all over the place. You can find us on Facebook, the Twitters, all all of those places as well.
1: Good stuff, guys. Awesome. It's good stuff. Get on there and listen to it. No, it is. To you revolution.
3: guys had, uh, had. Uh, I'm going to say his last name wrong, but Steve Kuno?
1: Yes. Oh, on... no, you said it perfectly.
0: Yeah.
3: Awesome. On uh, here just a couple couple weeks ago? Or is my, mm-hmm. is, <laughs> is my thinker all distorting time again?
0: No, yeah, <laughs> we absolutely did. We've had Steve on a couple different times, uh, most recently to talk about his latest book that is awesome, talking about uh, selling sex here in Utah. And he interviewed a ton of service providers and <laughs> Johns or hobbyists, as they refer to themselves in in that community. Mm-hmm. And wrote a wrote a really fascinating book about it. He when he when he started off the book, um, initially he wanted it to be you know just kind of this poking fun, haha, you know, look at all of these people buying sex in Mormon Utah. But then as he interviewed more and more people about it, it turned into Hey, these people are providing a valuable service that is used by people in need, and it's consenting adults. What's the real problem here? It's it's a really good book. I liked it a lot. It was a it was a great interview.
3: He's a great interview too. So, I mean, if you guys are looking for some way, if you haven't listened to Godless Revolution before, that's a that's a really good step in. Um, I enjoyed that one quite
0: a bit. Uh, yeah, we've also uh, recently had a six part series on white nationalism here in the United yeah, yeah, States. Yeah and had Andrew Seidel on as the capstone for all of that. And for those of you who don't know, he's a constitutional attorney and scholar for the Freedom from Religion Foundation and is doing great work combating uh, white nationalism here in the United States and
3: elsewhere. Which is a very, very, very important calling.
1: Yeah,
0: White, white nationalism and Christian nationalism, I should say. Oh, Jesus, yeah as it were No, yeah. Oh, yeah
1: no pun intended yeah. <laughs> jesus, <laughs> jesus nationalism is what it is yeah
0: <laughs> and, and i mean they're they're almost synonymous at this point
1: oh god yeah. they are they are they're they've it used to be they were very separated and now no not anymore mm-hmm. um one of the fun facts i read recently in a Rolling stone article was how while not being necessarily all white nationalists the people who were there on january 6th at the capitol causing an insurrection uh the majority of them came from places where white uh the white uh population was on the decline Mm -hmm. it was like that was their motivation you know (laughs) not not necessarily i mean not not a conscious motivation like i mean i think once you make that your conscious motivation you become a white nationalist but when it's kind of like this unconscious anxiety underneath you going oh i'm My race is becoming, uh, you know, obsolete in this in this area. You suddenly join this. This this is your 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 solution. I don't I don't fucking get it. But then I don't I still I will I will go on record to say in in the 21st century, I don't get Mm anti-Semitism. I don't get it, you know. Yeah, It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, what? Have we not proved that the Jews are just as bad off as the rest of us in this world? (laughs) What the fuck? Mm -hmm.
3: Well, they've got space lasers. (laughs) That is true. I don't have space lasers. I'm going to go poop in the Capitol Rotunda. There you go. I think that's how it works.
0: That's how you solve all the nation's problems. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you haven't heard about our Scottish space lasers? (laughs) Yeah. i have not no they're they're they're, up, they're they're just up there to eventually carve a tartan pattern in in the world oh, okay. <laughs> i can go with that
3: it's like a crop circle except pretty
1: except our problem is is we can't figure out what 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 tartan pattern we want to. there's so many tartan patterns we haven't figured out which one we want to use yet so <laughs> i don't you know. get all the- to agree yeah. yeah i was
3: i was talking to one of my kids
1: it's Scotland? No, nobody agrees it's Scotland. No.
3: <laughs> I don't know. To, to finish up on atheism, I was talking to one of my kids a couple months back and they asked me how I ended up an atheist in in my point, which I don't think was, I was
1: raised in Utah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> which I don't think was my proudest parenting moment was is it's like my soul's been for sale for decades and nobody's come a knocking.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: so nothing nothing could possibly exist where, where I am so ready to give in I desperately tried and tried and tried and there were no
0: So I have Every... been
3: praying to Satan since my teens
0: <laughs> doesn't want to buy my soul, what the hell That's the conclusion I arrived at after <laughs> lots and lots of work at trying to sell my soul yeah. <laughs> but racism
3: there we go see, there's my I, I there should have thrown go. that earlier, but uh California is suing Tesla um, which you know sounds like fun because why not but uh, uh,
1: there musk has got some deep pockets so yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Los Angeles <laughs> Times has a detailed report on a lawsuit filed against Tesla on behalf of thousands of black workers after a decade of complaints and a 32-month investigation um, Tesla segregated black workers into separate areas that its employees referred to as the ports Monkey Stations, the Dark Side, the Slave Ship, the Plantation. What the fuck! Holy shit! Holy shit. <laughs> Only black workers had to scrub floors on their hands and knees. They were relegated to the Fremont, California factory's most difficult physical jobs. Graffiti, including KKK, go back to Africa, the hangman's noose, the Confederate flag, and F the N word uh were carved into restroom walls, workplace benches and lunch tables and uh very slow to be erased. The lawsuit states? Well,
1: <laughs> they're going to be slow to be erased if they were literally carved in. I I picture it as as almost like this is this is their deco that they did.
0: <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, I that's can't.
3: That's a type of the like more just... modern discrimination such as racial mm-hmm. disparity in pay and promotions.
2: Mhm. Wow.
3: So uh Musk, it is important to notice, grew up in apartheid South Africa. Mm-hmm. Says he left because he didn't want to serve in the in the army and enforce apartheid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, I think I I think it wasn't that he was worried about having to enforce apartheid. He just didn't want to serve in the army. I'm
3: starting to think that myself.
1: Mm. Yeah. I don't think he had a problem with apartheid. I think he had a problem with the army. That was all. Yeah.
3: So with Musk moving the Tesla headquarters from California to Texas, the lawsuit says that that is, quote, another move to avoid accountability, end quote, because you know full fucking well this sort of behavior isn't really frowned upon in Texas.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) No, usually encouraged, yeah.
1: So They just ask, can you do that with Mexican workers? Because, you know, we don't have that many black people here. So.
3: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I just, you know, and I want an electric car. And Tesla makes a pretty cool fucking car, mm-hmm. except for every once in a while they blow up. But, you know, shit happens. The <laughs> Pinto blew up. Mm-hmm. Everybody had one of those.
1: Everybody had a Pinto.
3: Yeah. Um, so, speaking of, of Republicans <clears throat> basically screaming some racist stuff, the White House had to come out on record this week to say that crack pipes... <laughs> were not included in the safe smoking kits uh, distributed by the Department of Health. Man Gensaki <laughs> told reporters Wednesday that the pipes were never included in the kits, which are part of a30 million dollar grant program to support community-based overdose prevention programs and other harm reduction services. quote: "It was an inaccurate, it was inaccurate reporting, and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. The White House's clarification comes after a conservative backlash against the program following a Washington Free Beacon article. The story reported that an unidentified health and human services spokesman said the kits included pipes for users of cocaine, crystal methamphetamines, and any illicit substance. Basically, it's like a go-home kit from your Utah psychiatrist to your typical Mormon mother who Mm -hmm. can't buy anything on the street but still seems to be able to say, I need Adderall. That they always end up snorting. Mm. Yeah. So, Health and Human Services told Fox News that the report was blatant misinformation and that the kits uh, recipients must adhere to relevant federal, state, and local laws or regulations with all the grant programs. Health and Human Services Secretary uh, Xavier Becerra um, and uh, Rual Gupta. Director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy said in separate statements Wednesday that no federal funding will be used directly or through subsequent reimbursement guarantees to put pipes in safe smoking kits. It doesn't well, really give me a list of what's in the safe smoking kit.
0: Yeah, well, I, I read another article that said it was basically shit like, you know, swabs to clean stuff and hand wipes and all of that kind of thing to try to keep things sanitized. But of course, in the interim, we've also had Lauren Bobert. And one of her other colleagues uh, go on Fox News to say that they were introducing the Hunter Act. Oh, for fuck's in reference. Sense. Yeah, it's in reference to Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son Hunter. Yeah. Uh, saying that you know they want to make sure that the Democrats don't get away with supporting criminal drug addicts like Joe Biden's son. Like it. It, it made me think the Democrats are really fucking terrible at messaging. <laughs> <So> what? <I'm- laughs> something we need to work on really really bad a lot
1: what never we're yeah. never we're, we're never terrible at messaging at all yeah. and, and i mean way.
0: well and just the 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 shitty take on this as a whole like i don't know why democrats don't start then introducing bills like you know we're we're introducing the no child rape act and we're naming it after some some random republican just why the way things go now Dennis
2: Dennis Haster.
0: (laughs) Matt Gates. Uh-huh.
3: I could just keep naming them.
1: We could just name a whole lot of Republicans who do that.
3: You know, and you get that, and then meanwhile, you got fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene screaming and yelling, having road roid rage, Mm -hmm. you know, from her black market testosterone while she's gangbanging other dudes at the gym as -hmm. part of her health program, running around talking about morality and cold soup. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> the gazpacho police are coming for her. Um, it's because so I like I, warm gazpacho. Sorry.
1: So what? what is the purpose of this uh, safe smoking kit? What is it, it there it, for? It,
3: it helps people that are using to use uh-huh. more safely so that less people uh, die of drug overdoses, uh, infections, uh, staff and, and and other related and this is
1: this is like that needle thing for heroin users needle back exchange. in the day. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. needle yeah, exchange. Yeah. Okay. And so, of
0: course, you know, Republicans probably went with the idea of, oh, well, if they're offering needle exchanges, well, then certainly they're going to be giving them crack pipes too. It's just well, it's just those stupid things that fit their own internal narrative.
1: I, I'm 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 six of one, half a dozen of the other. I'm One, I'm all for helping people do things safely if they're going to do this stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, how far? How long until we're throwing up a a, a fifth uh, lane on the freeway for drunk drivers? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing where I'm like, can we can we get people to take responsibility for themselves and yeah, not have yeah. to not have okay. to provide it? I I just I don't I don't you know I don't feel like we're wasting money on it or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, this just seems odd <laughs> and we've, we've always
0: treated drug use as a crime instead of yeah instead of a problem you know instead, we of
1: a, this, instead of a instead of a a psychological issue exactly yeah. and uh, i instead think that, of,
0: instead of a, a disease that we can mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. educate people and provide other means
1: i guess that's what i'm more looking for it's not it's not so much as as um, enabling mm-hmm. uh, the usage but um, finding ways to You know, okay, now you've had your safe safe smoking kit. Next step is we give you this that helps you, you know, um, we give you this drug that helps you get off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It, Yeah, uh, it
3: lacks a follow through step. Yeah. But it's
1: more. honestly is completely on brand for a democratic proposal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, to a point, but at that point, you know, you're fighting for more funding to actually do things. I mean, drug Mm -hmm. court works to a point. Yeah. Yeah, but does. You can't get it funded mm-hmm. because, again, there's a, p- a punishment mentality throughout the United States on both, you know, in both major parties, to be completely honest about it, where mm-hmm. it's like, you got yourself here, fucking fix yourself
0: and well, wow. stuff on crime. And they're going to yeah. always treat drugs as a crime instead well, you, of, you know, they could, you know, make money on and actually help people get over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you got yourself here, but there were mitigating factors that got you here and getting over it by yourself is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So whether it's alcoholism, hence drug drivers, or um, crack addiction or or uh, heroin addiction or anything like that. So I agree that giving them help, but yeah, I, I, I'm with Jeff. It lacks a follow through mm-hmm. that says, okay, so next step after crack pipes <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, safe crack pipes. we're gonna help you help you get off the crack. I'm like, okay, that would be good. So
3: speaking of crack pipes, mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, you know, geopolitical warmongering, my expertise is in the late 50s, early 60s -hmm. um, and not current um, and I'm more of a Southeast Asia guy than I am a Europe guy and most of my studying of European wars uh, there was a little fella named Bonaparte involved Hmm. so the fact that Russia has surrounded three sides of Ukraine, and the only way out is into Poland or Romania.
1: The fourth way out is how you leave. It's how you go. Yep. <laughs> you leave the country for us, you go. That's how you got, get out. You've got Biden
3: going this is imminent, and then you've got the president of Ukraine going, oh, it's no biggie. The fuck, man? What is your... What? Have you looked at a map, asshole? You're, you're fucked. And... and
1: I think the president of Ukraine is saying, oh, so you're just combining, uh, you know, our Saturday nights all at once is basically what you're doing. Because there's usually Russian troops at least on one border of his country at all times. So, yeah, yeah.
3: the Russian border. Yeah. But now they're in Belarus. You know, they're floating around the Black Sea. They're in the Sea of Azov, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, I, I... I just, really, all I'm doing is looking for long odds here. I say it's two to one that we end up with at least some sort of a land war as mm-hmm. Russia tries to take back Ukraine because Ukraine is is the proverbial breadbasket of that particular area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rich in mineral uses. They've got gas in there. They've got good mm-hmm. soil. They can do farming. You know, I mean, there's there's very... Which-
1: which we have um we definitely have u.s business interests there and so if that goes away that's usually if the gulf war is any indication you know freeing kuwait that's a that's a full excuse for us to go and and try to win it back well and
3: ukraine is where we have our our hunter biden laptop storage Exactly, I mean that's a that's a strategic thing right
1: there. That's a strategic base right there. Yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh for fuck's sake Um, and then I was gonna spend a little bit of time on mansion and cinema, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to but There was an article uh, came out as an opinion piece um, by Dean Obadalala Um. Uh, on the MSNBC website that basically says that uh, Biden needs to throw some consequences at Manchin and Cinema for mm-hmm. being garbage people. Um, and then a, a, another thing that was too hard to translate into into an audio form was a five-minute video. You see where the problem came, um, in which uh, it's laid out every time Manchin stepped in the way of the Build Back Better Act, it was right before at right at the time that he would have these big audiences with, with right-wing PACs. Right. And other donors. Well, I mean, I hate to
1: say this, but it's not on Biden to, to fix the problem. And, um, when you go back, you go back in history a little bit, not that far back, go back to Strom Thurmond, um, as a Democrat, as a Dixiecrat being told by his fellow senators and Republicans, members of Congress or um, uh, fellow Democrats in Congress saying, you need to get in line with the new Democratic Party or you need to leave. And they basically pressured him until he finally said, fine, I'm going I'm going to become a Republican. And he left and became a Republican and then became a pain in the ass on that side. Mm-hmm. But um, in this case, we've got Manchin and Cinema And I'm like, you know, Biden can say whatever he wants, but honestly, it needs to come from. Our our Senate and our Congress, you know, they need to be they need to be laying down and saying, you need to get on, you need to get on, get the program go back to this. Go back to the 60s Democrats uh, platform and say, you need to get with the program or you need to leave. Well, and the they, problem they probably will leave. And then we'd have a 52 to 48. Uh, yeah. Republican majority. But really we it have that it right puts, now.
3: Yeah. But right now. And this is the difference, and, it's, and mm-hmm. it's, the only fucking, it's the only fucking thing that's left that's important because of these two chuckleheads. Because mm-hmm. they haven't left the party, that leaves Schumer running the schedule. Right. And that is it. That is the one thing. Yeah.
0: Because all, all it does in, is... ...in head of the committees rather than ceding that power over to the Republicans. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, which is why they can't do anything about it. So that's agreed.
0: Yeah, everybody's got
3: their hands tied because of these two idiots... I just uh, what's what's going to be fun, and is no fun right now, is that because of that that six years you're in the Senate before you have to run for re-election again mm-hmm. is, cinema has a chance to actually pull out of a primary because of how many fucking people are going to run against her is going to split the vote in so many different directions, that the <laughs> twelve percent she manages to pull from it is going to end up being the big winner, mm-hmm. you know she's going to be so heavily primaried. Um and, and and she actually, and honestly, because of vote splitting, if the, if the Arizona Democrats don't get their shit together and grab one or two, mm-hmm. you know, that can kind of fight through it um, and, and settle that fucking number down, she will come through it. And she'll probably win her seat again mm-hmm. because she has so much more Republican support than she did the last time she ran, you know, as a member of the LGBTQA uh, uh, family, mm-hmm. you know,
1: but even though before she got that sweet pack money that made her uh start voting in a different direction
3: yeah because even now like i i think we talked about this a few weeks ago even mm-hmm. emily's list is like yeah we're not we're not giving her any fucking money no, we're not we're done with do her that anymore mm-hmm.
1: because well, i got a, i got a message from somebody and i don't remember how i got the message probably email from somebody who's who said that who announcing they were running against mansion in west virginia as a Democrat. they were going to run as a democrat against mansion in west virginia and i'm like Good luck.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Good luck. hope you win. Hope you win. And you're not an asshole like mansion. That's what I'm hoping. Cause I don't <laughs> know, know anything about you. You know, it's like this, uh, fuck. we here in Utah. Uh, Mullins, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm running independent. I'm going to take him down. And everybody's every, all the, all the Democrats want to back him. And I'm like, He's gonna vote Republican.
3: <laughs> He's gonna vote Republican. He's gonna caucus with the Republicans. He's like, yeah. I won't caucus with anybody. It's like, oh, then you know, even even, mm-hmm. uh, even Bernie Sanders caucuses with somebody because you yeah. have to. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. you're just there. You're just a thumb up your own ass guy. And while yep. while that may be fine, you know, look, I'd love to get fucking Mike Lee out. Mike Lee this week, just this fucking week, voted against uh uh putting together a, 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 um i don't i don't think it was a national park maybe it was but for um you know victims of internment when we locked up all the japanese folks on the west coast just the west mm-hmm. coast <laughs> you know we weren't locking up german folks on the east coast oh no no
1: you know but in, they were, know. they were they were political refugees you see
3: but he needed yeah. 100 votes to get some sort of funding if mm-hmm. i recall correctly and he was The one, the one that voted against it. 99, Mm. 99 others. You got 48 fucking Republicans to fucking vote. You know? Uh,
0: Good times.
3: I just want to punch that guy in the mouth.
1: I want to see him gone, but I don't think Mullins will be any better, honestly. I think he'll be libertarian and he'll wind up voting with the, like you say, he'll caucus with the Republicans.
0: Oh, he absolutely will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely well, hopefully it would just be that, you know, he's not yet another cog in the fascist machine.
3: No, he'd just be an asshole. Yeah. 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 Like you, Mitt, Mitt Romney's an, an asshole.
0: asshole. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mitt, <laughs> Romney's, even... Mitt Romney's not a fascist. He's a capitalist. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I don't is, know that, is, that makes he... him much better than fascist, but he is better than a fascist.
1: Mm-hmm. He's whatever the rich person's identity uh, identify as a capitalist is. Yeah not what we were taught in school was capitalism, you know, with competition and all that other stuff. He's he's an actual <laughs> what the rich people say. No, this is real capitalism. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and I, I see the same things with, um, you know, you've got pains in the asses all across the board, even in the Republican caucus, but fuck, they all lockstep, except for Lee. <laughs> they all lockstep. Yeah. Yeah, They'll they all goose step in the same <laughs> way. Yep.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Tulsi Gabbard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I lost a pretty good friend over Tulsi Gabbard because he said that my dislike for her uh, was my being brainwashed by the propaganda put out by the CIA to fight against her her presidential ambitions. And mine was Mm -hmm. like, no, she spent years... Hating gay people and passing laws against them. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons yeah. I don't like her. And he's like, "Oh no, that really didn't happen." It's like there's a record. They write this <laughs> shit down, dude. It's <laughs> the fucking clerk oh, of the legislature. The fucking votes yep. takes notes. <laughs> you know, it's not CIA propaganda. CIA propaganda is not going to worry about some nimwit from fucking Hawaii of all goddamn places. <laughs> jesus anyway she went on tucker carlson's show and the two of them got together and had themselves a little powwow about why biden doesn't just let putin do whatever the fuck he wants
0: because appeasement has always worked in the past oh sure we have a shining example during the 30s and 40s of how well that worked out
3: what was his name chamberlain (laughs) Uh uh-huh
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah.
3: that worked out great he's really remembered very warmly in history
1: we all, we all know that uh, we all know that uh, Tucker Carlson is the worst example of the Manchurian candidate. He's like the, the Manchurian candidate that announces himself everywhere he goes.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Tucker Carlson. I'm from Manchuria. Have you heard of it? It's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. He's over there going, yeah, because he, didn't he do like a whole series out in Russia? And he's like, he's 100% behind nah, Putin. he was in fucking Putin. Belarus. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, and, the... and Belarus, which has got an even worse dictator than Putin. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> At least Putin, Putin pretends to win elections. Uh, uh, yeah. The guy running Belarus, oh, what the fuck is his name? He's the last dictator, he calls himself. Mm-hmm. The last yeah. European dictator.
1: Anyway. is um, out there kissing his ass and talking about how great he is. And I'm like, what the fuck? Let's, uh, so let's, there's another reason to like dislike Tulsi Gabbard. She goes on his show, you know, to well, talk about this shit. And
3: she's garbage people. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got a little sounder for that before we go out on a break. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, first of all, Biden, President Biden could end this crisis and prevent a war uh, with Russia by doing something very simple, guaranteeing that Ukraine will not become a member of NATO. Because if Ukraine became a member of NATO, that would put U.S. and NATO troops directly on the doorstep of Russia, which, as Putin has laid out, would undermine their national security interests. Uh, The reality is that it is highly, highly unlikely that Ukraine will ever become a member of NATO anyway. Mm-hmm. So the question is, why doesn't President Biden and, and NATO leaders actually just say that yes. and guarantee it? Which which begs the question of. of... Wow. Uh,
0: yeah. why, don't, why don't we just always capitulate to bullies and give them whatever the fuck they want? Because yeah, that works out. that's the way it should happen.
1: I also want to bring up that Kuwait was not a member of NATO when we had our. Um financial interests there well in the, in the late 80s and we went and got it back from iraq i mean and started this uh what would become a 20-year war yeah. um yeah
3: <laughs> well that i mean that just rolls down to "Hey there that's that's where i get my gas exactly <laughs> get out but no pers-
1: you know we've got the same kind of interests in in Ukraine i mean all we got the same kind of interests the same kind of we're we're, we're exploiting mineral interests we're exploiting uh natural gas interests all that kind of stuff we're we're running all that in Ukraine so if they're saying well we're just going to don't make them a member of nato and i'm like yeah but if they shut down our businesses there republican america is going to want to get it back i mean that's all there is to it well, so it's either- funny. And it's fun hearing this come
0: out of the mouth of uh, Gabbard and Tucker Carlson who, you know, are always beating the drum of, oh, this is a slippery slope. It's yep. a
1: slippery slope. It's a slippery slope.
0: <laughs> Fuckers. All right, look, we're going to run to commercial
3: real quick and we get back on the other side. I've got more bad news.
1: Yay! Late night at the movies.
2: I got popcorn. Shh. Sorry. And some candy. Getting back to the moments we miss Yush. starts with getting informed. Get the latest info about COVID 19 vaccines at getvaccineanswers.org. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: week on the world's greatest comic book podcast. We remember Douglas Trumbull. DC debuts more Black Adam footage.
3: It's during a football game.
1: Star Trek Discovery helped Emily Coots come out. Bruce Willis gets his own Razzie category. That's overdue. In moving pictures, Brie Larson and Jeremy Renner are getting their own Disney Plus series. It's not a love story. John DiMaggio may not be part of the new Futurama. Good. You bite my shiny metal ass. Blade Runner 2049 is getting a sequel series. In comics, Marvel changed an artist's work without permission.
2: They didn't make it better you guys.
1: Kelly Sue DeConnick is kicking butt and taking names. And chewing bubblegum. A DC artist is accused of tracing X-Men art. Review Monkey Prince, Justice League annual number one, and lots of devil's reign. So much devil's rain, you guys. All this and Reacher renewed. FaceFront True Believers, it's the world's greatest comic book podcast. Available Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Comic It's like uh with the
3: Reacher, it's come full circle. What's the phrase I'm looking for here? Reacher, Reacher. Reacher around. Reach around. <laughs>
2: some reason you are still listening to The Left Show. Alright then, here's some more of that
0: I suppose.
3: Yeah, make sure that hopefully doesn't start playing again. Um, <laughs> so the next article up that I have chosen for us to spend a little time on today, I kind of want to ignore just because honestly, it's a few days old and people have been beating the shit out of it all over cable news already, but that would be that would be the Gospacho police.
1: <laughs> I would like to nominate this as the Gomer of the Week, even though we don't have a Gomer of the Week. How's that sound?
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, nothing compares. She's <laughs> just so dumb. Painfully dumb.
1: You I think know the Gospacho police who, who patrol the uh, the the hallowed grounds of Bowling Green. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so all I wanna do, all I wanna do um, is play the sounder real quick. Because um, there are those that from time to time believe that we take things out of context, (laughs) you know, or that we don't. And so right now I am turning off the (sighs) goddamn... Ad blocker. Hang on a sec. Here we go.
2: Not only do we have the D.C. jail,
0: which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police (laughs) spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff, and spying on American citizens that want to come talk to their representatives. This government has turned into something it was never meant to be, and it's time to make it end. Not only do we have the D.C. jail, which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police.
3: (laughs) The only the only thing that missed is whether or not, you know, she said that it was the it was America's goulash. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what i'm missing from that
1: <laughs> i like i liked what larry thomas had to say he's the guy who played the soup nazi on seinfeld he says you can't write this shit <laughs> yeah it's just, it's, it's just so yeah. perfect
3: <laughs> so i don't i don't so we're just gonna let that one come and go and i know if maybe you're a little disappointed and you're like hey i love dumb republican news don't worry oh, i got, got some, plenty of that <laughs> i got some sarah palin for you yeah. so let me start out this really quick um, by just saying that the New York Times was wrong. They were wrong in what they did, and they shouldn't ought to have done it. Because now, did she help build a culture that, that helped lead to a shooting? Yeah, most likely. But that's, you can't prove that. That's not something you can walk into a court of law and prove. You know her shooting her mouth off and being an asshole was just her with another fucking gang of people And so if you're gonna try and take that down, that's Rico And and you can't do it one at a time. And so when the New York Times popped up and said her Fundraising thing is the reason that Gabby Giffords got shot. There's too many steps in the middle that were skipped
1: But was it a story or was it an opinion piece? Because that's a big difference.
3: Well, it was added in there. That's why the that's why the the lawsuit can go yeah. forward. If it was an opinion piece, it wouldn't have been that big a deal. So,
1: right, it must have been. They must have thrown it into a story because otherwise, an opinion. You know, something that's in an an editorial opinion does not have to have anything backing it up. It can be someone's belief, and then they invite debate by having people write in, um, or you know, go into the comments section and say, you know, uh, go brandon or whatever um but uh this one it was like yeah i don't know they shouldn't have said it if they couldn't prove it that's right
0: it was an an editorial piece yeah Mm -hmm. so
3: she's suing and that's fine and and i think she has every right in the world to sue that's part of Mm -hmm. what makes up this country um but then then she started taking liberties (laughs) um when she was giving her testimony She responded by saying um, that the Times had lied about it again. A lawyer for the Times objected for obvious reasons. No one, including Palin, in her filed complaint has ever alleged the New York Times got this wrong on any other occasion aside from the one editorial. So it was
1: an editorial. Yeah, Yeah, there you go.
3: Palin's lawyer tried to help her clean it up. Uh, The judge invited her to clarify what she meant. She doubled down, saying, my view was... That the Times took a lot of liberties in the wake of the Gifford shooting and that the paper had, quote, led the charge, end quote, uh, against her back then. Confused looks sprouted on everyone's faces. Reporters exchanged glances. Palin grew flustered, recognizing that something had curdled the milk, but not exactly (laughs) sure what she'd screwed up. And here she reverted to the caricature That fidgety posture and those looping, meaningless sentences. Quote, I don't have the specific references in front of me, she said, scrambling to recover. So they started to ask her a couple of questions on cross-examination, at which point she got upset and said, I object. (laughs) (laughs) And the courtroom laughed at her. Yep, Out loud. Very much out loud. Because you... You, okay, here it is. Uh, da, 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 da. In the run-up to the trial, her attorneys filed a motion to bar any showing of the video in the courtroom. Now, Palin tried to bar any mention of the incident. Objection, mm. she said in an earnest way that made it sound like she actually thought she had the ability as a witness to object. <laughs> yes. The courtroom burst into chuckles. The judge <laughs> informed her that this was not a power accorded to her. Yeah. Forced to talk about the shows, uh, we're talking about her going on Fox News. The basis of her lawsuit is basically that the Times fucked it up and caused her financial difficulty. Mm -hmm. The cross-examination from the Times, which was actually really good, really good cross-examination, was basically, hey, didn't you do reality TV? Didn't you do Fox News? Didn't you, you know, do all of this other stuff? And that was when she, including the masked singer, Mm -hmm. and that was when she objected. She was forced to talk about it and Palin said it was the most fun 90 seconds of my life forgetting I guess when she made her children um, <laughs> when asked how much hey, she was compensated. She said what she said and she meant it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: when she was asked how much she was compensated she allowed that she had uh, paid some bills. And then it, it, it paid some bills. Mm-hmm. Last March Ron Johnson made the ignorant comment that he would have been more concerned if it were black people storming the Capitol than the white people that actually stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, fuck this guy in particular. What an asshole. Every
0: time I hear him spill anything out of his fucking gob, it's something more stupid and racist than the last thing he said. Yep. Johnson basically... Deborah Lipstadt,
3: uh, nominee to be the State Department Special Envoy for Monitoring and Combating Anti-Semitism, called him out by name, saying he was acting like a white supremacist. He has been holding a grudge for more than a year. Mm-hmm. Until a delayed hearing for her confirmation next last week, he coerced her into giving him an apology and then continued to badger her because his feelings were still hurt. Aww. Mm. Poor baby. Yeah, but Johnson, who has made controversial and false claims about January 6th, uh, did not appear assuaged by the policy, told that, uh that she was not qualified to serve as the State Department's anti-Semitism envoy. Quote, you don't know me. You don't know a lot of the people you've accused online in front of millions of people, Johnson said. You have engaged in the malicious poison, vile and horrible charges against people, including me, that you don't even know. Now, a few minutes or a few hours later, Johnson was at a virtual town hall. He took aim at what he considered to be the federal government overreach, saying the federal government busted out of its constitutional constraints decades ago and added that the government is really supposed to protect people's equality and freedom, clarifying that he did not mean equ- equity. Equity, oh, yeah. equity doesn't mean equal, he said. Equity means preferential treatment to achieve a certain desired result. I don't think that's what people fought and died for. People fought and died for freedom and equality. The preferential treatment that Johnson is mewling about simply means leveling the playing field so that people have a chance at equal results. In other words, canceling white privilege that he has become so
0: accustomed to. You know, justice. So does Ron Johnson believe that you have to personally know somebody in order to know their views on something? Like, does he go around meeting all of his constituents? Did he know... Hitler, personally, I don't, I don't mean to go all Godwin on him, but Jesus Christ. Man.
1: <laughs> Look, I don't know Johnson personally, but I'll tell you, he's a fucking racist and an anti- <laughs> and, and anti-Semitic. And I know that because I've read shit he has said and listened to shit he has said on radio shows and on television. He is a racist, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he really is. And he's good at it. You I don't know. have to go to Thanksgiving with this fucker to know that he's a racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. He's not a member of my family. I'm not a Johnson. I don't need to go to his Thanksgiving thing to know. <laughs> he says this shit out loud in front of cameras and open microphones.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> so more on January 6th. Just a little bit more on January
1: 6th. Give me my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all we're here we're here we, we we saw what happened it was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next that's what it was with regard to the suggestion that the RNC should be in the business of picking and choosing republicans who ought to be supported Uh, traditionally the view of the national party committees is that we support all members of our party regardless of their positions on some issues
3: okay so I agree and I disagree yeah with, with well yes it was a violent insurrection absolutely no I don't think the party needs to be beholden to anybody who says they're a fucking Democrat Uh mansion Uh cinema
1: yep Uh, i do not have to adhere to their views no and and this guy it's i'm like i I heard that first bit i'm like oh there's a senator who's retiring soon
3: no the fucker's (laughs) got six more years
1: i know and he but he says he doesn't want to run again and and now he can open his app say whatever the fuck he wants it's like when mccain decided to retire it's like yeah i'm gonna say whatever the fuck i want i'm no longer uh worried that my constituents who support you know, the republicanism will, will will not vote for me if I say this shit out loud. I and mean, I think McConnell's starting to do the same thing, although McConnell's still, you know, nefarious in every way. But he's just he's just
0: looking to promote that legitimate political discourse.
1: That's right. <laughs> Look, if, if if we don't if, if if we don't have discourse, we we, we don't have anything. <laughs> um, that's why I, I want to keep the filibuster because that gives us political discourse. Mm-hmm. So
3: of course there are Republicans that disagree with Yurtle the Turtle.
1: Um
3: specifically what? Ted Cruz. Ted well, Cruz was most, one. Re-
1: most Republicans disagree with Ted Cruz, so yeah.
3: <laughs> that is still that is still you know it's for as much as I hate Lindsey Graham. His line is that you could murder Ted Cruz in the floor of the Senate when everybody was in there and there wouldn't be a single witness as to who did It's <laughs> is, is one of the best lines of all time. He's got a decent sense of humor, for sure.
1: <laughs> He's not wrong, either. Nope. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but in an interview with News Nation, Marco Rubio discussed the Capitol attack from over a year ago and why he believed the language surrounding it is flawed said, so there's no way they were going to overthrow the government, said Rubio. It was a riot. It was a dangerous riot. It was a violent one. It should have never happened, and it should never happen again. But I also do not think people should be misled to think this was somehow on the verge of overthrowing the government.
0: Does he why not were
3: pay they pooping to, in the rotunda?
0: Yeah. Does he not pay attention to any fucking news at all, other than the stories that he's featured in? Yeah, no. He was
1: reaching for a bottle of water at the time. <laughs> so he wasn't sure what was going on.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck a bunch of Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um a Washington man has been sentenced to six months uh for participation in what was it? A legitimate political discourse? Yeah. Um, by, legitimate
1: political discourse.
3: By punching police officers in the face uh on January sixth. The Seattle guy Mark Jefferson Leffingwell, 52 years old, former member of the Washington National Guard, appeared by video from Seattle for his sentencing before the U.S. uh, District Court Judge Amy Jackson in D.C. Quote, You punched the first officer, and then you punched another officer who was trying to restrain you, the judge said. More than one punch, more than one officer. It was wrong. It was unconscionable. And I think you know that. Still... Jackson took into account Leffingwell's military service, family situation, lack of criminal history when formulating what she called one of the most difficult decisions she's made for a criminal sentence. The prison term she gave Leffingwell came in well under the 24 to 30 month range that federal guidelines outline in the prosecution sentencing memorandum. Leffingwell, a disabled combat veteran and married father of two sons, told the judge before she imposed the sentence that he was embarrassed and ashamed of himself for what happened. It was not something I planned to do," he added. "And looking back, it's just a nightmare. I wish I could go back and make it not happen."
0: So, well, yeah, good on him for acknowledging that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that, I mean, that, does, that doesn't mean that he should get only six months. I think I—he can be contrite. He can say he was sorry, but dude, this wasn't just a spur of the moment thing. You went to DC. You went to the Capitol. You charged up the steps you confronted an officer you fucking punched him then you punched another officer this wasn't just a one-off random oh geez oopsie this was something that you did these there was a series of steps involved here and mm-hmm. you went along with it willingly at each and every point along that path
1: you were incited to riot and incite to you know being incited the rioter actually has consequences so yeah um uh we're still the jury's still out whether or not we'll get well, in, and, the, and, the insider uh, give, taking consequences. But uh, in this case, yeah, I think he I think he de- needs the consequences. Um, he is contrite. He doesn't have a criminal record. Bullshit. So...
3: Bullshit. 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 Sorry.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> You don't think he's contrite? I don't. don't?
3: I think all of these fuckers somehow find some sort of a contrite tone right about the time they're doing what? Oh, what is it that ties them together? Oh, talking to a judge at their sentencing. Yeah,
1: that's (laughs) usually when you become contrite.
3: (laughs) I'm so sorry.
1: You're usually usually advised by your attorney to uh, appear contrite to get a reduced sentence, but I think Mm -hmm. she really reduced his sentence a lot.
3: Mm -hmm. Which they now call
1: pulling a written house. Yeah.
3: Yeah squirt a tear squirt a tear make the judge feel bad yep Mm -hmm. god damn it
1: this young man had his whole has his whole life in front of him Mm -hmm.
3: unlike the ones that he killed now we're on written house um so all right we're screaming we're screaming quickly towards the end of the show and as much as i didn't plan on it i certainly outlined it that we're going to end with some trump news i apologize i am very sorry (laughs) uh it's a hell of a way to leave you guys hanging uh, it is also, if you will, a really good incentive uh, to join us over on Patreon after the show because mm-hmm. we're not doing Trump news on Patreon. It's a Trump-free zone over there. Well, except for when it's not. But, uh,
1: <laughs> former this President, week it's a Trump-free zone. There <laughs> yeah.
3: you go. Former President Donald Trump was confused when the White House staffers didn't much care for him rewinding Capitol riot highlights on TV. <laughs> According to the Associated Press... The report offers new details into what happened in the West Wing, January 6, 2021, as the mob of Trump supporters that we uh, mentioned a moment ago stormed the Capitol, AP reports that uh, and repeats a previous claim made by Stephanie Grisham, and it's nice that the AP can report it so I can actually believe it, kind of, as opposed to Stephanie Grisham, who is a garbage person that has nothing but bullshit fly out of the front of her face. Mm-hmm. Um and just because she's talking shit on Trump doesn't mean I believe her. That's that's a very important step in being able to disseminate information.
0: Is <laughs> just because you
3: like it doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so many people need to learn that lesson. So many people.
1: Yeah, she she can say one true thing. It doesn't mean we have to now go back and agree with everything she's ever said or to reported. Her. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: <laughs> anyway, she told CNN last month that Trump gleefully watched the insurrection unfold on TV, rewinding the footage at several points to watch it over and over again. Look at all the people fighting for me, Trump said at the time, according to Grisham. White House staffers watched the riot unfold. The former president was shocked that they weren't as excited as he was.
0: They're fighting very strongly. Look at them holding those pegs, pushing those back racks at the officers. We're going to look at it very, very strongly. A lot of people are saying that they're huge, (laughs) huge patriots what people are saying. We love them.
1: <laughs> so, look, at, um, look at how fast these gallows went up. That's amazing. I, I need people like that building at Mar-a-Lago.
0: <laughs> we can the, have them build a wall. It'll be beautiful. Okay. <laughs> One of the other ones
3: this week was that uh, he said that Hang Mike Pence was just a figure of speech. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. Yeah for yeah, hanging figure like of pens. speech. <laughs> <laughs> it's a figure of speech. It's a pretty Jeez. specific figure. <laughs> it's it's 2 plus 2 is 4. That's how specific a figure of speech it is. Yep. Jesus. All right, I got a little bit more. Um let's see whether or not uh my ad block problem is going to come back here, but uh okay, a little joke I've been trying I have forced myself not to make on Twitter now for going on several years. Um, Velshi over there on the MSNBC. Velshi? Don't you mean Yelshi? <laughs> dude, dude he's, he's loud. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's
1: Robert, very also, we are glad Dick, to have you. Matter. Thank you for being with us. I remember this,
0: you talking about this in your book. You talked about the fact that... What does he do? He, he like he tries to dro- destroy papers. He, there was a meeting it involved Michael Cohen and he put something in his mouth.
2: Yes. Hello, Ali. Thank you so much for your patience with me. And yes, my travel join, uh, journey. And thank you for having me. Certainly at the time, even for me, knowing how much of a germaphobe that Donald was, it was enough for me to just kind of stop and pause and figure out what was going on in the situation. He loved to tear up those documents, but this was the first time after Michael Cohen left the um office and I walked into the oval that Donald in my in my view was chewing what he had just torn up. Um, And his habit of tearing these things up, my heart truly goes out to the people who are responsible to going into the trash bin, recovering these things. But there are certainly things that I'm sure cannot be accounted for because Donald Trump became very, very aware that a lot of these sensitive documents would at some point be made public.
3: Yeah, we've got reports of him chewing up papers We've got reports of him flushing them down the turlet. I think the the best meme yeah, I saw on that was uh,
1: in, in my defense, they were flushed after I chewed them, after they'd gone through my digestive system and given me fiber. <laughs>
3: what was it somebody? Somebody said that uh, the fact that he would flush documents when he was in a building with literally twenty eight fireplaces yeah. proves that he's unfit for office.
1: <laughs> I mean. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking. Donald Trump doesn't know how to light a fire in a fireplace unless it's a gas fire. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's broken. It's broken. Look, I hit the switch and nothing happens at all. It's broken. (laughs) So we've got him with the 15 boxes full of,
3: to some degree or another, classified documents. Uh, A New York Times reporter uh, reporting on that. Um, Maggie Haberman. Mm-hmm. She revealed in an excerpt of her upcoming book that White House staffers confirmed they constantly found documents flushed down the toilet of the White House residence, often resulting in clogging. Um, a joke I heard about that was, it's like, if you've got to unclog a toilet in the White House residence when Trump is president, aren't you fucking delighted when it's nothing but paper? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll yeah, he called her a maggot.
0: Mm-hmm. A maggot, hmm. maggot Haberman. You know that lady. You know who I'm talking about. Yep. Blood coming out of her eyes, coming out of
3: you know. Yep. So he says uh, yet another fake book. This is from Trump. I don't do a Trump. We've we've tried several times. Uh, this is it yet another fake book by a reporter who knows nothing about me, Maggot Haberman? Oh, I see what you did there. You changed Maggie to maggot. Oh, uh, clever. You, you clever fuck.
1: Um, it's what I used to do in school I used to call people by a different name And it was you know derogatory, it was great <laughs> Everybody laughed at it It thought it was funny
3: Just nuts, just fucking nuts But uh, in probably The most accidentally honest thing Ever said by Steve Bannon <laughs> He said he thought Trump looked like Hitler As he came down that elevator At his 2016 campaign debut
1: Just yeah. why he threw in with him
3: because I have said many times, watching that happen, watching that fucker come down that that escalator, I knew mm-hmm. at that moment he was going to win the GOP primary. Mm-hmm. I did not, that early on when he came down the escalator, believe that he'd be the next president, because that's fucking lunacy. But as that campaign <laughs> went on, and I started to watch how complacent, uh, you know what it was? It was an Obama joke. Um and I can't remember what it was for, but, but he basically was like, you know, the difference between blah, 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 blah. I've actually been the president, wink, wink. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh now been,
1: fuck. You, now you've done it. <laughs> Jesus. Now you poke the stupid bear. Well, he'd already done it at the White House uh, press corps. The uh, Correspondents dinner. dinner. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd made fun of him, like, because he was sitting out there and he made fun of him. You could see on Donald's face just how pissed he got about being made fun of by uh, Obama uh, because he was,
0: jokes are funny they're really terrible
1: yeah and he, he got he got pissed so I figured that was why I was running and then Obama did that thing and I'm like oh fuck
3: <laughs> <laughs> well that was good stuff though those are good jokes I remember that mm-hmm. they, were. No, they were great jokes so Steve Bannon says he looks like Hitler who am I arguing with Steve not, Bannon yeah. at
1: this time he's not wrong If anybody knows what somebody who would look like Hitler would look like, it would be Steve (laughs) Bannon.
3: No, I really know. I've got pictures of him all over the house. (laughs) All right, that's the end of the free show, folks. Right now, we are going to push the stop button and jump over to Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash Media. D-E-F-E-N media, uh, where we're going to go on. We're going to talk about some space, some science, some NPR, and, of course, climate change. I didn't say it was going to be happy news. I just said it would be Trump-free news. That's, I, mean, <laughs> I can only promise so much. Um, but in the meantime, if you've got a moment and you don't feel like making the long-term commitment on Patreon, you can always jump over to theleftshow.com. Uh, click on any of the things there. You can buy merch, uh, which I think is pretty cool. I'm wearing some right now. Um, and uh, you can also just, uh, you know what? Everybody's coming up flush with spare money right now. So if you just have some, feel free to throw that over to the network keep us on the air for the next three months. Would you? wouldn't that be delightful? That would be awesome. Spare money. Do it I know nobody has any fucking spare money. I just I know that. Please understand that I know that. Anyway, um, if you um, basically want to hear when you're done listening to the left show, an amazing podcast that hits current events from a, 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 a place that you're probably not used to hearing it from uh, godless revolution wherever you find your podcasts that's where they are and it is it is honestly one of the the most serious intellectual powerhouse shows that's also pretty fucking funny sometimes oh thank you very much man that was way too kind i am way too kind i'm always i'm always told that all right say good night ladies
1: good night ladies. ladies
0: if you've made it this far you might as well join us on patreon patreon.com dfen media this episode and more always available at www.theleftshow.com If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the Twatter at TGR Podcast.
2: Thank you!